Shortly after I made my first profession of vows as a Dominican in 2010, my youngest sister, Anne, went to study abroad in Barcelona for the semester. And my parents, excited to go to France and Spain, they'd never been to either place, were also excited because they had struck out searching in the religious goods stores in St. Louis for a nice statue of St. Dominic to go to his homeland to find a nice statue, not a mass market production, but something that was beautiful, something that was lovely of St. Dominic. They figured we'll go to Spain, certainly we will find one there. They went to a lot of religious goods stores in the south of France and on the Spanish coast. They found a lot of statues of St. Uh, Francis, but none of St. Dominic. They got back and they were, they were stunned. Here is St. Dominic, the founder of the Dominicans, and yet no one had even seemed to have heard of him in these religious goods stores. And so I'm sitting here, or standing here, looking at all of you, and we're celebrating this feast of St. Dominic, and perhaps you are feeling the same way. Who is this priest we are celebrating today? Yes, we know here at St. Paul's the priests are Dominican, but what does that mean? Why are we celebrating this seemingly obscure saint? In the history of the church, St. Dominic doesn't stand out for his great writings as some others would. He doesn't leave us a rule like St. Francis or St. Benedict. He didn't have this crazy, beautiful conversion like St. Ignatius of Loyola. He didn't change and and convert the entire population of a city like St. Francis de Sales. He was a holy priest who founded a religious order that actually before he did that, he preached for 10 years in the south of France with little to no impact. And shortly after founding this religious order, he died. In this life, St. Dominic never knew great glory. And yet, we celebrate him. And especially as his son, as a Dominican priest, I reverence him and pray for his intercession each and every day. And I would argue, obviously I've given my life as a Dominican, but I encourage it for everybody, that this in Time right here, right now, is a particularly Dominican moment. There is a need that the Dominicans as an order, but also the example of St. Dominic has for us each individually in the church right now. St. Dominic was a priest. He was a canon. Basically, back in the day, they were priests who lived in the cathedral, who prayed for the bishop and for his needs. He was a good student. He was an eloquent preacher. He was known for his extraordinary virtue and holiness. And so he was taken with the bishop as an escort, basically, to go to arrange a marriage. That's what bishops did back in those days, between royal officials. And going from the north of Spain, I think they were going up to to Denmark or to Belgium, I can't remember which, they passed through the south of France and they encountered a heresy that goes by different names, the Albigensian heresy or the Cathar heresy. And basically in this heresy, there was this belief that there was a good God, the God of the Spirit, the God of the Eternal, and a bad God, the God of this world. And that in the creation, in, in, the, in this world, there were those who had forsaken everything of this world who were the good and the holy ones, and then there was everybody else who was just terrible and evil. And St. Dominic sees this, and it's evil, it's wicked, it's, it's leading people away from God. And so he starts to preach, because he sees there in the church a real need. He sees that in the church the response is feckless, it's ineffective, it's not going anywhere because the priests aren't giving of their entire life to the gospel. So Dominic adopted a radical poverty. 
He started to study deeply the truths of the faith, especially abiding in the Word of God. And he started one by one to share the good news of Jesus with people. And one of the great stories of St. Dominic is the story of him and an innkeeper. He was a a Cathar, an Albigensian innkeeper. And what did St. Dominic do? He saw this man who had been so consumed and wrapped up by this heresy. And so often in our life, when we see people who have a different idea or belief, we just cast them aside or yell at them, or we, you know, somewhere in between, right? We don't have time for those people who don't think or act like us. They are the other. They are them. They just need more information or statistics or whatever it is. They just don't get it. They're stupid, whatever. We cast them aside. We pass them off. But St. Dominic saw this man who had beliefs that were erroneous, and he sat with him all night long talking with him, listening to his story, praying with him. St. Paul, in that second reading, says it so beautifully to each and every one of us. Be persistent, whether it is convenient or inconvenient. Convince, reprimand, encourage through all patience and teaching. So I start by saying the example of St. Dominic is a great example to us to be patient, to teach the truth, to abide in it, but to walk with other people, to encounter them in the reality in which they live, whether we agree with it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we support it or not. Because we, each and every one of us, and this is the mission that St. Dominic gives to his order, the mission that we carry on 800 years after his death, is to walk, to meet people, and to lead them to the truth. Because we believe that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of every human desire. And that all of us are searching for that. But as we heard in that beautiful second reading from St. Paul, for the to- there will come a time when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but following their own desires and insatiable curiosity will accumulate teachers and will stop listening to the truth and will be diverted to myths. We see this in our friends and family. We see this in our own hearts. How easy it is for us to be lifted up into curiosities and idle things that lead us and take us away from God. To think we have found God in a place and in an idea or in a reality or in an activity where God simply doesn't want us to be. And so St. Dominic shows us that it's not just about teaching and sitting with people, though. In his own life, he had a goal. And the brothers, they say this all the time about St. Dominic. Cum Deo et De Deo that Dominic spoke with God and about God. Our lives need to be totally enraptured by the person of Jesus Christ, by love for Him. St. Thomas Aquinas, a great Dominican son of of St. Dominic, great Dominican theologian and thinker, says of the Dominican order, our job is simply to contemplate and to share with others what we have contemplated. We cannot bring other people to Jesus if we do not know and love Jesus with all of our heart, mind, life, and soul. And how do we live that out? It's not just in what we teach, but it's in the way we treat other people. It's in what we think. It's in our prayer life. It's in every little activity that we do. St. Dominic, because he was so consumed and so enamored by God and his love for God, desired every moment, everything he did, to be with God and about God. So friends, we are called into that great mystery. 
of being in relationship with God, but also of sharing God with other people. In the gospel today, we heard, you are the light of the world. The Dominican reality is that each of us is responsible for sharing the good news of Jesus with the people in our lives. God created you because he wants to work through you and to use you and to empower you to find your happiness, but to also bring other people to share that with you. He doesn't need us, but he desires to be a part of, for us to be a part of that truth, of that reality. You are the light of the world. Most of you probably don't remember this, but at your baptism, your godparents were given a lit candle from the Paschal candle, and they were told, receive the light of Christ. You are the light of the world. You are the fire in God's love that is called to light other candles. The message of the gospel, the truth, is not some pulpit thing, not some preaching thing in the sense of grand ideas, though those are important. The light of the gospel, the light of Jesus, is shared by you in your everyday lives. Blessed Jordan of Saxony, who succeeded St. Dominic as the master of the order, said that St. Dominic always had a kindly countenance. He was always filled with joy and excited. Even the challenges of life, he would smile and accept with love and joy. And this is what happens when we allow ourselves to be, to be totally consumed by the fire of God's love. That even the crosses and the challenges, even the pandemics and the difficulties, even our own sin, brothers and sisters, can be the means by which we are changed and we can heal our own souls and the world. This is the time for each of us, like St. Dominic, to lay down what gifts we have, meager or grand, at the feet of God, and to say, take, Lord, receive what I have so that I can, through your goodness, because all the good that we share with the world is Jesus, all the love that we share with the world comes from God. Lord, I have received that, I know that. Help me to be your instrument. Help me to be your light to those who are in darkness. Help me to be the salt to those who have lost the flavor and the taste of life. Help me to love those people in my daily life who have turned from the church, who are living in sin, who are struggling to understand or to know you, Lord. Help me simply, Lord, to just be joyful, to respond to even the great crosses and challenges of this life with simple humility, peace, and joy. St. Dominic was so, I guess, poorly regarded, though he was very highly regarded by the brothers, but he, he, he wasn't considered to be like this great, well, everyone needs to know who St. Dominic was. Because the church, or because the order, they said, we have this mission that St. Dominic has exemplified for us. St. Dominic isn't the most important thing. It's this life of being totally consumed and enraptured by God and sharing that with others. Living in community, praying with each other, studying the word of God, and then sharing it with others. So when St. Dominic died, they did what they did with every other brother. They buried him in a common grave. A few years later, Pope Gregory IX ascended to the throne of St. Peter. And St. Gregory IX, when he was a cardinal, had known and been a patron of St. Dominic's. And, Saint, and Pope Gregory IX said to the Dominicans, Why don't you have a shrine to this man? Why isn't there a big altar in your church? Why haven't you even started a cause for canonization for this true and wonderful saint? St. Dominic 
The founder of the order was not so much pushed aside, but the brothers were so consumed with the realities of living the mission that the individual wasn't as important so much as the glory of God radiating forth. So they did. They, they eventually built a shrine. You can go to it in Bologna and see the shrine and the tomb of St. Dominic. But it's a reminder to us that ultimately it doesn't matter if there are statues in our honor 100, 200, 500 years from now, or medals, or shrines. None of that matters. But what does matter is that we become saints and that we make and walk with other people so that they too can, be, can become saints. Maybe known but unto God, but saints nonetheless. And so we are called to come to the flame that is the love of God in prayer daily, the word of God in scripture, in study, in silence, so that we can go forward sharing the good news with whomever we are called to share it, to set the world alight in God's love like St. Dominic. So though many people may not know what my name is, they know the glory of God. How beautiful upon the mountains, the prophet Isaiah tells us, are the feet of the one bringing good news, announcing peace, bearing good news, announcing salvation, saying to Zion, your God is king. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all nations. All the ends of the earth can see the salvation of our Lord.